Hello and welcome and happy Tuesday. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares. The show where every episode's the last one. Well, today, it's luxury cruises, cruises, cruises. We're going to talk to broadcaster Ian Grant, who loves the things. This is all motivated by some insane footage of a Royal Caribbean cruise passenger who fell off the ship and survived from the 10th deck. I'm going to debate whether these things are worth taking. And spoiler, I fucking hate cruises. We'll see where we end up. Grant, broadcaster, radio host, funeral home enthusiast, if I'm not correct. (laughs) That too. That too. Um, Ostensibly our producer who goes by Danny, uh, not Lydia. She she wanted you to come on to talk about cruises. Is this something you're an expert on? Oh, wait, wait. No, she mentioned that she wanted me to talk about anal fissures. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that is something I've been... Sorry, I've got a whole list of people I've worked with in radio over the past 30 years. I figure we just go through, but uh, uh, we can do cruising. We can uh, do- no, anal fissures are fine. It's something that I was, as a young man at 37, recently diagnosed with, and I don't know what to do. I'm I'm distraught. I'm verklempt. Pretend you're in a union and pick it. That's what I did. I don't know. I don't know. Pick no it the fissures? Like, what? Well, I don't know. I had, to, I had to look up what it was. I, I noticed it on your uh, podcast, and mm. I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I looked it up. How exciting is my life? Yeah, it's like uh, hemorrhoids mean older cousin who's been to jail and is a lot rougher than hemorrhoids, I think. It says on your bio at the station, you've interviewed everyone from stripper clowns to George Strombolopoulos. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know who came up with that, but that's brilliant. Oh, I, I can't write. I'm a, I'm a radio host. I, I had that's some friend marvelous. write it for me. But no, I yeah, I have. This is a very scattered interview, and I'm liking it. It's going to be horrible. I, I warn you ahead of time, dude. This is like it's... You know, it's, hey, look, a squirrel. That's how. <laughs> uh, let's talk about ADHD. A squirrel. So yes, uh, exactly. do you want to, are you on a cruise ship right now? Is that what's no, going on? No, I'm not. It, there's a good chance I might have been. We just came back in March and we're off again in August. Oh. So it's, I love it. I mean, I do. It's, it's, did you use some hokey cruise music to introduce the segment? I wonder, you know, like love boat or. No, no. And I won't. I, 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 I hate cruises. They're cesspools of germs. No health organizations make sure the kitchens aren't giving you what diphtheria you got seasick sickness cabin fever confined quarters you can't leave and this was based on what a weekend cruise out of miami like when was the last time you were on a cruise yeah yeah pretty much and then you get the multi-tier class system of all the cabins and then the staff who are like i don't even know they're treated like the worst employees in the world no protections no unions no minimum wage who knows what they're getting paid probably nothing (laughs) It's going to be a hell of an interview. <laughs> so why do you like these awfuls, awful Petri dishes, I got to ask? Uh, I, I pretty much because I'm a sadist, I guess, based on your list. But um, 
I, I don't know. I mean, you, what you say, there's a, a lot of truth in some of the stuff that you're saying. But like most Canadians, I also vacation in Cuba. So we have a, a tendency of, you know, an ability to just kind of look past some of the stuff, especially, you know, well, he, he's working, you know, not by a North American standards, but he's working. I know I, I have done it so many times. Um, I've never been sick on board. I have not experienced a lot of the stuff that you say there. I mean, there are, of course, there are things that can happen, but that can also happen at, at uh, you know, Sandals or Club Med or... But who protects you out in the deep sea? Like, what are the laws? What jurisdiction do they have if there's some legal trouble? Uh, I'm always worried about this kind of thing. It's the law of the high seas, I guess. I mean, it's funny. Those The two questions I always get asked, because people know I cruise so much, the two questions I get asked are, is there really a morgue on the ship and is there a jail in the ship? You know, those are the two. And yes, there are. There. Brig. It's called It's called a brig. Uh, it's called a brig. Yes, yes, it is. I There, you know. Yes, there are. And it, I'm sure they get used, but I've never been in them. And I've never, you know, I've never experienced. Before we started doing the interview, you asked me what I do. And I said, I have no idea because <laughs> I, I do a, a little bit of everything. I was... Uh, you know what, David? Let me let me say I was blessed with stupidity, like like incredible stupidity, breathtaking to the point where I I never knew I couldn't do stuff. You and I both. This is uh, this is my superpower, stupidity. It's it is. A, I swear to you, it is a superpower because uh, you know I came out of I would I didn't even finish high school. I walked into a radio station and they said, you know. Uh, I said, can I have a job? And he said, well, have you gone to school? Me broadcast school. And I just come home from high school. And yeah. He says, okay. So he hired me. I had no clue what I was doing. I spent the next like two nights solid trying to figure out what the job was. Um, <laughs> a buddy asked me if I could produce a travel show. I'm like, sure. Why not? And, and, uh, ran a TV station, never run radio station. You know, there, there's a certain, uh, it's amazing how much smart holds people back and not that ability of not thinking through. You know, can I really do this? I don't know. Who cares? Bugger it. Let's see if I can do it or not. See, I, whenever I ask myself the question, can I really do something? The answer is no. I'm a Jew. I'm pessimistic. I have self-doubt. But if you don't ask the question uh, and you just work on the thing, even though you suck at it at the beginning, if you just keep doing the work, you get better at it. And eventually, I guess you can become great at it. That's the way I think you become good at something by doing, not not by being smart. It's amazing how many doors open for you with that attitude, with just that, you know, go up and knock on the door and say, Hey, can I work here? Or, or somebody says, you want this job? And you're, I'm exactly the same. If I thought it through, there's not a chance in hell I would ever say yes. It's no, no, God, no, I couldn't do that. I'm far too neurotic for that job. But again, it's whatever that gene is, isn't there. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's do it. So um, anyway, see, look, a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> cruises, cruises. As far as um, I, I never, I, cruises, exactly. I, I haven't been sick. I have met amazing staff. The class system, you're absolutely correct. It's not as discreet as they may want to suggest. It's certainly there, though. And I must admit, as a prima donna, I do enjoy, you know, the the the, the finer things in cruising. Uh, my wife and I, go, I mean, I, I cruised uh, when I first came to Canada from Scotland in 1976. I uh, We cruised over on the QE2, and that was my first real exposure to cruising. And unfortunately, that kind of sets the bar a wee bit high for, you know, just the average Caribbean cruise. Um, we went on a, another on a Costa cruise, and part of that is knowing, make sure you know the theme of your cruise before you get on there, because, oh boy, that was an interesting one. And then my wife and I, 
we both enjoy cruising. We it started with friends saying, "Do you want to go to Disney World?" And I said, "Absolutely not." And then we started looking into Disney cruises, and that seemed like a good happy medium. So my friends and I went on this cruise and realized that we got a vacation, the kids got a vacation, um, and it all worked out really well. Now, what you're saying about you know what are your rights and all that stuff, the security on these cruises is crazy. I mean, they know everywhere you are, they know everywhere you're going to be. Uh, more so today with the technology. Uh, a good example, my 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 son uh, Balthazar, he uh, left his uh, his iPhone in the uh, casino. <laughs> he didn't. He left it in the video game arcade. But anyway, um, I hope that that one doesn't get edited. Uh, he left it in the video game arcade. We went to the front desk. Security, before you go on the ship, you have to submit a picture. And you use that picture. It comes up on your ID and stuff. Security was able to identify the kid based on his face, go to the cabin and say, hey, your son might have picked up a phone by accident. Can we have a back? We're just adding a list to the creepy, th adding something to no, the list of creepy, creepy things. You, it's you a were the surveillance. one worrying about it being safe. It's safe. How yeah, much safer can you get than that? It seems like it's a surveillance state now. You're being surveilled everywhere you go. Uh, see, now, now we're going to get into that. Where This is where I say, well, don't do anything dumb and you won't have to worry about it. And you say, well, I have rights. Da, 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 da. So... <laughs> You're having the, the debate with yourself, you know. But no, I, I've I've never felt uncomfortable. I've I've never felt a, 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 in any kind of danger whatsoever. Um, it's I, you know, if I haven't established it by now. My my ADD is is crazy, and so when we're traveling, the worst part is getting somewhere. Is you know, is that trip to to get there, the six hours on a plane or whatever it is. And on the cruise, you get there while you're asleep. So you wake up the next day and you're somewhere else. Yeah. And you never have to unpack. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm strong manning your argument here. You never have to unpack as well. But the idea, and I mean, I've done a multiple, many, many uh, transatlantic cruises. And what they do on those is they'll knock off or add an hour each night. So there's no jet lag. By the time you arrive where you're going, you've already adapted to that time period for that place and that's and the and the big secret is the transatlantic cruises are by far the least expensive because they're what the uh, industry calls repositioning cruises so you know those they'll, they'll cruise uh the mediterranean for the summer and then when the ships come back over to cruise the caribbean for the winter um they offer you a discount on that trip across because ironically what i love most about the cruising is what people don't and that is that it's you know if it's a 15-day cruise there's a chance there's only maybe four or five actual days when you're off the ship and the rest of the time you're on it uh i'd be happy if the damn thing went 300 miles offshore and just went in circles for seven days i just love being at sea and i know it sounds hokey but i find a piece there that i never find anywhere else surely you've had rough water crossing the atlantic does it get scary i have not at all not at all it's i can remember one time we were sitting in the lounge we were watching and the storm the, the lounge we were in looked down on one of the pools and the ship was going back and forth so much that the water would literally come up the side, right out of one side of the pool and then back down to the other and back and forth. And, you know, it's kind of like when you're in a plane, if you look around, as long as the staff aren't acting scared, there's nothing to be worried about. You know, it's this is what they do day in and day out. I'm not going to pretend, you know, well, I, I, from what I've read about ships, we're in a dangerous. No, not at all. Enjoy it. 
Um, I've had way worse airline turbulence than I have had cruise turbulence and airline turbulence is to me is a lot scarier. I mean, look at a cruise, you've only got so far you're going to fall. Whereas, you know, when that, and, and again, if you talk to the pilots about airline turbulence, they're like, it's, it's nothing. It's a, it's a road bump. It's probably the least thing you should be worried about. The main reason they try to avoid it is for passenger comfort. And that's the only reason. Yeah, absolutely. It's no danger whatsoever. I'll be a bleeding heart liberal for a second, um, a lefty, if you will. What about how much these things pollute? Aren't they terrible for the environment? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know, and I'm, I'm being really <laughs> honest. I don't know. I'm, we're back to Ian being a Cuban traveler, right? I don't know. I mean, I think that the the bad press that the the cruise companies get, and keep in mind, there are only maybe half a dozen cruise companies right now because they've all amalgamated. It's kind of like radio; they've all amalgamated with each other, and so you know, celebrity and and Royal Caribbean, all these places are all they're all the same ship under a different. Oh, I'm glad I said that under a different name, right? So. The, the publicity, there are people just, you know, the, the, the lefties are are desperately watching for, you know, the, the smoke coming out of the chimney or the trail coming out of the ship that in today's world, I think that the costs of actually taking the risk on that stuff are so much higher than just doing it right. Um, you know, even even on the transatlantic ones I'm talking about, I mean, you know, they stop in the middle. Usually they'll stop in the Azores where they'll get rid of all the raw, you know, the the bad, the bad sewage because there's good sewage and, uh, you know, restock and do all that stuff. So they are doing it very carefully. You know, are there leaks? Yes, there's leaks. And I'm sure it happens. But it's I, I can't imagine the companies taking that chance because it's just such an easy hit for people who want to pick on them. Fair enough. All right, well, let's talk about this Royal Caribbean cruise passenger. Did you see the footage of the person who fell off a ship and yep. then ended up surviving? Do you know how hard it is to fall off a ship? <laughs> no, mean, hey, there's a yeah, railing and you're drunk. It's easy to go over that railing. Even if, no, it is not. The railing is at least, you have to make a real, uh, there was a horrible story a couple of years ago, and it is, it's a, dis it's a terrible story. And me being neurotic with kids makes it that much worse. But a grandfather was up on the 11th, uh, deck 11, and his daughter, his granddaughter, wanted to see out the window. So what did he do? He picked her up and stuck her head out the window. Unfortunately, she kept going and ended up, you know. But you have to be that, that level of stupid uh, to, to fall off the ship. It just doesn't happen. And I mean, in all the cruises we've had... Um, I think once we had to 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 double. We've done it's happened twice actually. Once we had to double back because uh, of someone on our ship. And also, what happens is if there is a, an overboard call, um, then all the ships in the area will come back and double back from where they are and try and do the you know the figure eights to find out what it is. You want to know a neat uh, trivia thing though? The uh, Royal Caribbean loves these codes. You know the Alpha, Alpha, Bravo, Bravo. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oscar is their overboard um, code. So Oscar, Oscar. And, you're like, uh -oh. and then they hit the horn three long uh, horn thingies, which is Morse code for oh, and I thought that was, you know, somebody was thinking there when they did. You know when you get in a Honda, it beeps five times. That's the Morse code for H or something like that. Or maybe three times, but it was, it's whatever it is, it's the Morse code for H, and that was just one of those little designer things. Hey, look, a squirrel. That's scary. Uh, that's so funny. So what about foul play, though? It'd be easy to go over those railings with some foul play. If you wanted to kill someone taking them on a cruise and going out deep into the middle of the ocean, then whoops, they fell over the balcony. Not a bad way to do it. I'm sure it is. I, 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 that one I can argue because, you know, yeah, I, I get that. I think it probably would be. There's There are, there are an awful lot of... 
There's a thing called the Mobtronic. It's a great name that uh, most of the ships have now. And it's a man overboard detection system. And apparently it only de de detects men, but sexist, but yeah. So, yeah, exactly. But it, it creates basically a ring around the ship 24 seven so that if something does break it, they immediately know, you know, that there has been an issue and that, um, they, you know, they need to react to it. But, uh, you know, I've, Anytime I've ever heard of someone going overboard, it has always involved stupidity, alcohol, or both, you know, and you, they can't, you know, how do they fight? You know, there's, you just can't legislate stupid. And oh, can I, can I, I, I was going to say with, uh, with the majority of travelers, especially here being Americans, it's, it's, it's kind of right up there as far as. You know, the dumb, stupid things. And I've seen a lot of them. You know, one of the interesting things is depending on where you get on the ship has a huge impact on the people and the crowd makeup of the people who are on our passengers on that ship. And I thought that was really interesting. Who are your favorite archetypes of passions, passengers uh, versus your least favorite? My least favorite, honestly, is uh, Miami. Fair enough. Uh, because you end up with... And I am no one to complain about this, but you end up with these rotund, you know, uh, they're, they're just, they're obnoxiously large. Americans, you end up with Americans. It's like Disneyland. <laughs> no, 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 because, because we, you know, uh, uh, we fly an awful, uh, we sail an awful lot out of New Jersey because it's, you know, it's a, it's a half hour Porter flight from Toronto. Yeah. So, you know, we can basically be there, be sitting on the ship, you know, two hours after we leave home and everyone bitches about, you know, oh, Canada customs and it's so bad. It's so bad. Nowadays, especially post COVID, if you do it properly, I mean, we, uh, we got off the ship at seven, at seven 30 in March and we were home by 1130 here in, uh, in Toronto. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazingly simple if you, if you plan it out now, the one we're going on in uh, next April <laughs> is Miami to Barcelona. So that one's a wee bit, you know, we've got, it's a, it's an amazing trip over there. You get to stop at a lot of nice places, but the flight back, I think is 12 hours or something. So, you know, and, and I, you know what, David, I'll, I'll be honest with you. you, you the one area where you on the setup, you, you kind of hit it hard was on the class system because yeah. I, I do. <sighs> I don't mind paying extra to feel better than other people. Those are your words. Exactly. I quoted you right there. To f it's not to feel better. Did I say that? Oh, all right, fine. No, you didn't. No. Oh, because it sounds like something I might've said and then apologize for, but you know, I mean, if you do pay that little bit extra, that's not always that little bit. Um, you know, you get the perks you get, as opposed to just being in a cabin, you're in a suite, you have your own lounge, you have you know, a, a, a instant access to the shows and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it is, it is certainly a different experience. I'll put that on the table as, you know, a caveat. No, you know what? There's three times in my life that I am forced to slow down because I am an absolute workaholic. Um, and that is when I'm having a haircut, when I'm in the shower and when I'm on a cruise, those are the only three times that life gives me no option, but to stop. Well, surely they have the high-speed internet on the boats now. You can work if you want to. You can, but I'm not going to be bothered. I, I could carry a computer or whatever around. And that's not to say I don't remain connected. I absolutely do. But I'm not going to be sitting there programming and writing code and doing all kinds of weird stuff. But, I mean, the kids, the kids love it. The kids absolutely love it. They're up usually 730 in the morning. Um, my kids are uh, 16 and uh, 14. 
And we've been cruising now for years and years and years. So, you know, the, the minute they get onto the ship, my son knows everyone. My daughter, a little bit more introverted. She's happy to just, you know, sit around and read and stuff. But my son is at all the kids' clubs, all the, you know, the wall climbing contests and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those deals where I was going to say leave your wallet at home, but there are a million ways to get dinged, but not on your wallet. So what about the booze? Is the booze included or do you pay for the booze or what's going on there? Depends. Uh, on Disney, the booze is, is almost non-existent. They, they, they frown upon booze. You can buy it, but, you know, you're not allowed to have it in your cabin and stuff like that, which is kind of understandable. What are they going to search your cabin for booze? No, but they 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 will you know X-ray your suitcases and stuff on the way in, and that is one of the things that they will confiscate. It's funny they'll confiscate booze and and extension cords. Those are the two huge you know and extension cords because the biggest fear you talk to any any cruise member their biggest fear is fire. Yeah, and electrical fire, especially when you're dealing with the cruise ships, which is usually you uh, uh, you you know what is it called European voltage. You know, uh, and then you've got, you know, anti-fanny plugging or extension cords into the cabin. So those are the two things that they look for. But you know what? Um, on the all-inclusives, uh, there's only so much humans can drink. And if you really want to, you know, wreck your vacation by being hammered the whole time. You're talking to a sober alcoholic right here. So, yeah. Well, okay. But so, but, you know, I mean, at the level that we are at with Royal Caribbean, I think I get four free drinks at a day that I can use. I've never used them. I mean, it's, you know, one, you know, I'll get two dark and stormies on the way back to the cabin or whatever, but you know, it's, it's the, the whole go on a cruise and get hammered, I think is, a, has got a lot more to do with, you know, 1979 travel than it does today. That's not to say that there's not there, but you know, it's all you can eat. You can get all you can eat pack, all you can eat, all you can drink packages. They are expensive. They are way more expensive. I mean, you end up paying, Average 60 bucks a day, I guess, for your unlimited booze package, which is a bit much. On Royal Caribbean, you also end up having to pay for soft drinks, which is, I think it's eight bucks a day. They certainly find ways of, of dinging you at every corner, that's for sure. I, You know what? You haven't convinced me. Uh, my cons of the, the class system, the cesspool of germs. The only way I'm going to convince you is come with us. We're going We're going on a, a cruise in August. If you want to ruin your cruise, have me there with you. I'm fine. It's out of New York. It's it's. We're going to Boston. We go to Hal Halifax. It's all Eastern Canada. It's all very safe. The only way, you know, because if you just sit and read reviews, you'd never go anywhere. It's Because <laughs> it's the internet. Who's, who says nice things on the internet anyway? Uh, well, that's the thing. It really selects for the people who want to complain in, in written format. Uh, the people who want to praise in written format, not so much around. I made a huge mistake um, when my son was born. And um, my wife said that we were going to have him circumcised. So I figured I'd look up and find out what exactly was involved. <laughs> and unfortunately, I went, uh, I, I ended up on the wrong track and ended up on all these anti-circumcisions. And I go barreling into the kitchen going, there's no way you're doing this to us. How dare you even suggest? You know? I mean, why Why would any rational human outside of the cultural and religious context want to circumcise their kid? That I don't understand. I'm with you on this one. I can explain. No, I, no, but no. Well, the only reason I went that way was because... Um, you went on the internet. Because I went on the wrong end of the internet. I went on the anti-cruising part of of the circumcision search on Google. Why would they want to do it? I can tell you from personal experience. Depends how uh, you know personal you want to get on this podcast. Very personal. I mean, that's this is the medium for it. <laughs> um, I grew up thinking uh, when I finally was lucky enough to get laid in high school. I was not impressed. Um, 
I thought, that's what it's about? Really? Seriously? This is it? And it's, it hurt. And I thought, if, you know, if, if it hurts, I'm not interested. So I said, bugger this and went off and played on. That's how I got so good at computer programming. So a couple of years later, I just casually mentioned to someone, it was, a, you know, it's off the top of my head because, you know, I'm a moron. I said, ah, I don't get this whole sex thing anyway. It hurts. And of course, the person looked at me like I was, what? Yeah. I said, it hurts. They said, why don't you see a doctor? And I'm like, all right, I could do that, I guess. And I went to see a doctor. And apparently there was some deal where the foreskin was too tight yeah. over the tip. And, and it really hurt like hell. So at, you know, whatever it was, 20 years old, I end up in the hospital. Now, it's not a full circumcision. But, you know, that that's, you know, had mom maybe had me cut earlier, that wouldn't have been an issue. I don't know. I yeah, mean, yeah. My, my cousin married a guy. And in order to marry her, he got circumcised. Uh, at the wedding, I was next to him at the ur urinal. And I said, can I take a peek? is a joke and he showed it to me it was awful but uh you know there are cases like yours where circumcision is the right thing to do but i think in general i, I just don't understand it other than the medical cases i can't you know what i can only do what you did with cruises and tell you every negative thing ever existing <laughs> about because that's all i know about you know I say, oh, this is bad this is bad I, I honestly don't know let me get one last thing in which yeah. is really important and that is if you are going on a cruise make sure you know a, do it with a travel agent. That's my that's my absolute piece of advice, especially in the beginning. I don't anymore because I know what I want, where I want, how I want. But you do it with a travel agent. They'll make sure that your your you know your plane uh, ends up meeting the boat at the right time, the ship at the right time, and all that kind of stuff. But every cruise, no matter what, has some type of theme. Now, the reason that we went with Disney and the reason that I continue to go with Royal Caribbean is because they're very family, especially kid-oriented. In other words, my kids can leave at 7.30 in the morning, come back at 1.30 the next morning, and want to keep going again. It is an amazing vacation for them. Whereas, uh, you know, I, I don't have, I've got this dumb thing where I hate bows and, and suits and ties and stuff so i'm not getting dressed up for anyone so there's no way in hell i'm going to you know the captains i've turned down so many captains dinners because there's no you know if you'll take me in shorts and a t-shirt i'll go um but there are a lot of cruise lines out there where you know a couple may want to go on a more refined grown-up for lack of a better term cruise and so, you know, if they went on one of the cruises that we're on, they might find it noisy and obnoxious and all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, talk to someone who, who, has, who has experience across the board and make sure that you, you make that cruising experience really, really good. Or you end up on the internet posting nasty stuff about, you know, bed bugs and, and stuff like that, which has never been a thing. You talk about this adult theme cruises. Are there like swinger cruises? Uh, you know, like I imagine so. I mean, I haven't been on one because you know. Better check Google now. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll let me go Google swinger cruises. Yeah, but it'll take me five minutes. It'll take me five minutes to find the swinger cruise. It'll take me five years to convince my girlfriend to go on it with me. So I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> See, there you go. All right. Well, where can people find you? Find out more information about you, Ian. Oh, uh, heck. Um, I, check out Newstalk1010.com, our radio station website. They've got a blurb on me. I unfortunately don't have, you know, George Strombolopoulos <laughs> on my bio, but, you know, we can't all, you know, be, be talked. Okay, I, uh, whatever. I can't resist. Tell me a little bit about stripper clowns, because I can't think of anything more repulsive. Uh, you know, it's a friend of mine in New York, where I live. Um, she works at a venue called House of Yes, and it's like a burlesque venue, but a weird, vagabond, almost hippie, strange, clowny vibes to it. And there's burlesque shows, there's clown shows, and invariably some of the acts overlap, and that's where my friend slots in, so she's a stripper clown. And she doesn't end up with people like me who are just terrified of clowns. Like, if a clown walked in, I don't care if she's going to get naked. I am out of there. I'm out of there like, nah, doesn't matter. 
Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a very niche venue. I think the people going into the venue know what they're getting. So I don't. It's not like a a children's party where they say, "Hey, here's the clown." <laughs> Look at the nose on. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, I get it. I guess. So yeah, well, I'm gonna stick to my fluffies or whatever. What is it? Stuffies, fluffies. I don't know. Stuffies, fluffies. Who knows? I don't know. I need to find out more about my fetishes apparently before I start mouthing off about them. We can take a quiz at a later date. Okay, done. Ian Grant, thanks for being here. Appreciate it talking to you about this stuff, David. Thank you. That was a great time. I hope I hope somewhere in that mishmash of, of squirrels where you found what you wanted. Uh, terrible content. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day. Cheers, buddy. 